In this episode of Intentional Power Podcast, Tangela and Stephanie talk about courage. In this, you'll hear about the cost of courage and how courage isn't the same as confidence. And courage will always feel risky, but it typically is never regretted. And as always, they will give you practical steps to find your courage today. Intentional Power is a continuation of an ongoing dialogue between two friends, Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. And now you. These dynamic, seasoned female leaders cover real topics that traverse the rich and sometimes bumpy adventure they call life. In sharing their experiences and perspectives, Tangela and Stephanie ask you to come along the ride with inspiration, laughter, and intentional power, as their goal is to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interest and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential. Welcome back, everybody. Yay. Hello, people. So today's podcast is going to touch on something that really brings together the last two discussions around Mm -hmm. intuition and giftedness. Uh, I think you and I are going to have fun talking about how we were so committed to our intuition, our giftedness, Mm -hmm. that it took courage to take action when inaction sometimes is like the easy thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I think I've said this before, but, and I believe it's in a course in miracles where, um, the author talks about how we are more afraid of our divinity, right. than we are of anything else. So it takes courage for us to be our greatest and highest on this earth. And I think for myself included, um, you know, nobody teaches you that. Um, I think you run into it in life by accident and then you decide whether you're going to be courageous or not. So let's just kind of talk about, this is my own personal definition of, of, of courage. And it may not be, it may not resonate with everybody, but this is kind of how I look at it. So courage is really a risk. You're taking a risk to drive, explore, support your values you may fail. As a matter of fact, there's a good chance you will fail when you're courageous, but you're willing to fight that fight. You're willing to take that journey because whatever it is aligns with what you value. Now, courage and confidence are not the same thing. I, you know, we talk about gifts and talents, so I can be confident in my gift as a consultant, as a coach, So that confidence, however, does not necessarily translate into me building a business, you see? So I can be very comfortable where I am, understanding what my gifts and talents are, but in order for me to be courageous, that means I'm going to have to take some type of risk. And you definitely know about taking risks. I do. I do. And it was beautiful when we first met, I was ready for a step that was courageous, I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And I wasn't sure what it meant. I just knew, I just felt boxed in. Yeah. And what's hard about that is I was boxed in, in a place where I was making good money. Mm -hmm. I had a nice title. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes boxed in can be really comfortable and to be courageous feels like it costs you something. Yeah. I think courage always costs you something. And I wish that, you know, we could say it didn't, but it does. 
Um, there's a price to be paid for courage. And every leader, every great leader, I don't even know that you can be a great leader without having a moment of courage, right? Every great leader that I've had the opportunity to work with had something that they had to fight through, right? Whether it was for their vision, whether it was for, um, you know, their team or whatever, they believed in something so much that they were willing to take that risk, whatever that risk looked like. And guess what? Everybody else may say, hey, you're crazy. That's not a good idea. You know, you starting your, your business. Why would you leave a, a great job where you're making lots of money and you have all these, you know, these these great things happening around you? So it seems why in the world would anybody in their right mind leave their job? Doesn't make any sense, does it? And social pressure will hold us back, especially mm -hmm. as women, especially mm -hmm. as women. If we're if we're driven by out of girls and right, the the, yeah. the we're always looking for permission or yeah. affirmation. Yeah. And if those are our only two things that feed us, we it will limit us. Right. And I will tell you that, you know, you'll you'll also without courage, you have regrets. Mm. So I know that, you know, I was I think I was 28 when I left my uh, my first job and, and I had worked there for five years and it was I've only had really two two real jobs. But um, if you can, you know, whatever corporate, like corporate, corporate jobs. Corporate, yeah. Corporate, yeah. Um, so when I left, I don't know if you've ever heard this song. Johnny uh, Paycheck, I think, take this job and shove it. I ain't a working here no more. Right. So I did a rendition of that as I get it out of the parking lot. And even though I didn't know what in the world I was going to do exactly. Now, actually, I had gotten another job. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was only there for about a year, year and a half. And that was a healing process for me just being there. But I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know what it looked like. But what I did know, the commitment that I made to myself, is what I will not do ever again, and I haven't, is be miserable because I'm chasing a dollar. I just couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And so um, I'm, I'm very grateful that I took that first step of courage. And on the other side of courage, though, is the unknown, which is why it's so fearful. So I had to um, come to terms with the fact that mid-career, when I realized that I was capable of more, but it might require some step back or some mm -hmm. reduction in pay yes. while I was putting the new thing in place. Mm -hmm. It was a very entrepreneurial dream. Um, but something that I had to come to grips with was the fact that in growing up in a family that had had some economic distress, Mm -hmm. uh, I had a veteran father who was unemployed for a pretty significant period of time. Mm -hmm. As a child, I remember how um, tight finances were. Mm -hmm. That memory, that like, it was almost like an institutional memory mm -hmm. was driving my performance yeah. to a place where I had to accept yeah. that yeah. those childhood fears were keeping me caged. Yeah. And what's beautiful about my work, Tangela, and in talking with you and talking with entrepreneurs, helping them um, chart the lay of the land financially, like when you when you have a vision, you do need to know what your resources are. Like nobody nobody climbs Mount Everest without having a feel for 
what their resources look like, their food, their mm-hmm. oxygen, what, whatever mm-hmm. it is, they take inventory before they go on that adventure yeah. so they can optimize their success. It was neat to come to a place in my life where I realized fear is holding me back. Let me take inventory. And honestly, I've built enough that will give me runway for this next thing. So let me, let me utilize the great groundwork that I've already established. You know, and what's funny, I remember that conversation because I'm looking at you like you are the craziest person on earth, right? Because, (laughs) because when I quit my job, I had like, I don't know, few thousand dollars or something. I don't really, really can't remember. It wasn't enough. Let's just say, but you had built, you were, you were a wealth advisor. So you had already built, you know, that runway. So when you, you know, you tell me that I'm like, what, what? You're like, what's the problem? problem? But here's the thing. This is where, this is a key. You said, and this is true for all of us. We have to look at our childhood and make sure that a 12 year old is not leading this 40-year-old, this 50-year-old. Is that 12-year-old still driving? Because if they are, you've got to put them in the back seat or way back somewhere else. And so our childhood shapes who we are today. And sometimes we don't take we don't take that risk because somebody told us, mama told us we weren't smart enough or daddy left or whatever the reasons are. We don't feel like we deserve or we don't feel like we can. And so you have to push through those thoughts. You have to push through those thoughts. I love it because there are there are things that we've learned that both can propel us, but then yeah. at some point create a liability and restrict us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's it's what's beautiful about it is there are points of decisions that are necessary later in life that may yeah. not have been important to you in the twenties. So like what you glean from your parents in your twenties might be sufficient. Right. But by the time you hit 40 and 50, you've got to retool it. And frankly, neither one of my parents were entrepreneurs. My mother didn't do much work outside the house. Mm-hmm. She, I didn't really have a model for mm-hmm. a woman who started a company. I had mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what that I had children. I had to figure out what that was going to look like. I had to redefine it because it was not trained. I didn't see it growing up. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about that. My my grandfather um, was a builder. My great grandfather was a, a, a brick mason. And he. my great grandfather died when I was born. Uh, but his parents were actually um, grew up in slavery. Okay. So for him to be entrepreneurial, my great grandfather at a time when that just didn't wasn't really available for African-Americans was huge. And then he passed that on to my grandfather. So I remember my grandfather, he never worked for anybody else. He said he had one job and he was he was in construction and all of that. And to be honest, he should have taken me to work with him. He took my brothers. But girls, nobody thought you talk about biases. No one thought that a girl should go with her granddad to work on a on a job site, right? But I'm the one he should have taken because <laughs> I actually love real estate. I, I, you know about this. I bought a building, a commercial building, and I was a general contractor on it. Um, and 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 so that was kind of in my DNA. And had he taken me, that probably would have been an additional business 
that I would have started at some point in time. Now I do a little bit small real estate stuff um, today, but you know, that just goes to show <clears throat> you never really know um, how your past can influence your future and your present day, but you need to slow down and give it some thought. You know, there are probably things in your family um, that your family was great at, or you learned as a kid that today, if you had the courage, you could start an internet business or, or whatever, but give yourself the space to do that. Extend grace to yourself and start on that courageous journey. You mentioned this when we first got this conversation started, but courage is definitely aligned to your values. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and in sticking to your values and living to your values, it requires courage because mm -hmm. there's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of shortcuts. There are a lot of reasons to pull you away from your values and yeah. profitable reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think I think courage equates with power. I think you feel powerful when you are courageous or should I say you get to the other side <laughs> of courage because your courage has to be, be validated through your successes, right? Um, sometimes you fail, but you still learn. Your learning was so great to that journey, for, through that journey of courage that you are still more powerful, regardless of whether you are successful or not as successful as you would like to be. There's a great lesson learned. So, you know, I really, <clears throat> there's a quick story, uh, and I don't know what the study was, but supposedly... 50, 90 year olds were asked, what would they do differently? You know, if they had to relive life and they said they would take more risk, they would reflect more and they would do things that would outlive them. That kind of defines courage. In Beautiful. A you know, Beautiful. so, you know, I, I can't sit here and tell you what your risk, your top risk tolerance is. But what I will tell you is that there's something that you should do that is important for you to do that at the end of your life, you can look back and say, you know what? Mm, I actually did that. I tried that. And this is what I learned. This is what I gained. It could change everything. It could change everything. I know it changed everything for me. So I really try to live a courageous life. <laughs> I take a lot of risks. I'm not saying they all work out. Okay. Um, but those risks are aligned with my values, my calling, and who I believe I am supposed to be on this earth. There was a place in my career where I was offered a job that was, um, for the most part, lateral. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going to be a big pr a promotion or big you know, pay raise, but it was going to completely expand my executive experience. And it, it was an honor to be asked to do it in an area where I had no real like formal training or track mm -hmm. record. It was almost like the corporation saw of giftedness and, and yeah. trusted me. And so I remember debating because I was on a pretty lucrative and established and secure path where there wasn't going to be a much reinvention of the wheel. Yeah. And it felt like a, an immense risk to jump off a really solid track mm -hmm. um, to try this new thing. But in my deliberation, I remember feeling such a crazy amount of interest like just natural curiosity. And I remember thinking, I will always regret if I don't do this. Mm -hmm. Like I will regret it. It was something that 
I would have just almost done for free. It was almost yeah. one of those kinds of jobs. Yeah. So long story short, I mean, there are reasons why that cost me, that move cost me because I, I was, I disrupted another track. Right. You have to give something up, right? Yeah, you, you, you can't have it all. I really do believe over the next 20 years that taking that step mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. broadening my experience, expanding mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm is going to make me a better leader and will create more value for whoever it is that I interact with and serve. Exactly. And so that's, that's the thing, you know, what it's going to cost you and are you willing to pay the price? But here's the great thing about it. When you're courageous once and twice, it becomes easier for you mm -hmm. because you, you understand, um, <laughs> you understand how it plays out. So, you know, I, I, I can't tell you the number of things that, well, here's an example. You know, I have a commercial building. Well, you were involved in that whole process. Um, you know, I remember telling my landlord at the time, I'm going to own this building. I told him I was going to own it. My gut told me it was my building. You know, I didn't know how, um, <laughs> uh, but I told him that. And a few years later, you and I had that conversation and then I was ready, right? And you told me the how. Mm -hmm. And I own that building to the, this day, right? And it's appreciated in value and it's a wonderful space. But you gave me the how. So sometimes when you walk out and you take that risk, that courageous risk, your intuition is telling you this is something you should do. Um, it aligns with your values. and But then you don't know how. So you have to trust that on the path, the universe will show you the how and you were my how. So I love that. I love that. That's such an honor. And truthfully in steps of courage, you've been part of my how too. I'm paying attention to how, when we step out in courage and, and not, you know, we're, we're, we're not doing it blind. Like we have a lot of experience. We've tried right. a lot of things. So we're stepping out, but with, it's with a fair amount of like mm -hmm. confidence um, mm -hmm. and understanding I have seen how the universe starts to supply the house. Yes. There is something kind of um, mystical and magical. Yes. It's almost like if you put the right intentions into the world, mm -hmm. I do feel like it's almost like God starts to deliver right. the people that will shepherd and illuminate. And honestly, Tangela, us doing this podcast with our friend, Emily Elrod, I mean, what a great gift. Yes. Like you and I have been talking about a podcast for how many years and here yeah. Emily is giving us the how. Yeah. And it's funny because you and I did Zoom because of COVID, right? Because you're my financial advisor and we met and we're always cracking up. We're just cracking up. And I'm like, you know what? We need to do a girlfriend podcast. And you're like, yeah, we should. And we're just yakety yakety. And um, it's such a natural, wonderful thing. Um, and both of us want to um, give back and be a total blessing to, to other people, women, men, whoever, whoever wants to be powerful, whoever wants to live an intentional life. That's kind of who we are. That's how we roll. Right. And um, so we want to share that with other people, but it was totally just kind of a fluke. And we said, we don't have anything to lose. <laughs> so courage, let's try it. Courage for me feels empowering. Yeah. Even if something doesn't work out, it's yeah. a lesson learned. I never feel like it was a wasted effort. Mm -hmm. I will say some of the toughest courage moments in my life came from 
being very intentional about my values. And I would yeah. say, and you, you, you could speak to this, not everybody in this world shares your values. Right. Right. And so as you invest your time, as you invest your career, as you come to business arrangements, as you think about investing your money, even right. um, you will find that if you are true to your values, yeah. you will have to make very intentional decisions with mm -hmm. courage mm -hmm. to dissociate, mm -hmm. to change, to um, cut some things out of your life that yeah. do not align. And that's courageous. That's that hard. Is, yeah, that is courageous. And that's probably a whole nother podcast, what that needs to look like too, if I'm just thinking about it, what it right. means to be empowered. Right. Um, but, you know, to your point, if I, I, this is how I live. And I told my daughter this the other day, if I can't look myself in the mirror on a daily basis, um, it's not something I should do or be involved in. I have to have peace. I have to love who I am. So, so it's really tied to my values. And while your values may be different than mine, um, we may be on a different path. That's perfectly fine. But I'm not going to, um, what's the word? I'm not going to just throw my values away for a dollar or for fame or for anything like that. Because I have lived a very productive, called, peaceful life. I know what that feels like. So I'm not giving that up, right, for somebody else's idea of who I should be or what I should be. So to your point, courage builds character, courage builds power, and no one can take that away from you. You can drop me down anywhere on this earth, and if there is a chance for survival, I'm going to come out better than before because I know who I am, I know who I serve, and um, I'm just, I just walk in that power. So courage is definitely part of that formula. Being intuitive is part of that formula. Giftedness, understanding your gifts and talents as part of that formula. So this, this kind of all goes together. Something goes that together. you do so well, and I'm, I'm learning to do. Um, I feel like I probably had a challenge with it because I was always a young woman in an older man's sphere mm -hmm. professionally. Mm -hmm. So getting approval was the yeah. way that I advanced. It was the only way I could um, excel was kind of embracing the game and the paradigm and sort of playing mm -hmm. into that. But this goes back to a few of our other conversations. Um, when you are living in courage and living to your values, yeah. not everybody's going to be comfortable with that. Yeah. And you always strike me as somebody that is completely fine you're, you're okay with somebody not being okay with you living yeah. to your values. Like, what is yeah. it to you? Right. So, it, but I do, when I do see someone that's stuck, it's usually because they're trying to get somebody on board their train. They're trying to get somebody to see it, yeah. affirm it. And honestly, um, I've, I've had some moments in my life where I was making very courageous decisions and I could tell, like, it was crystal clear who in my life supported more conventional right. decisions right. and the secure decisions. And that's what they were attached to and who could completely support my courageous decisions. And I, and I think that's a great takeaway. Um, something for you guys to think about out there. Um, there may be people in your life, people that you love, people that are part of your family that don't necessarily understand where you are on the courage um, walk, courage journey. And so, but that is okay. It doesn't mean that they're bad people, but I will tell you, you, you can listen to advice. 
you know, or whatever that looks like for you. But at the end of the day, you've got to be centered. You've got to understand your own space, mind, emotions, all of that before you can be courageous. Because to be honest, no one at the end of the day, when it comes to courage, no one can stand with you on that. It's, it's your own platform. It's your own platform because your values are so personal to you. And, and I would just say, you know, one major takeaway, if you're thinking about taking that risk, if you're thinking about doing something amazing that you've always wanted to do your whole life, then know that that decision, that responsibility is yours alone. And while people can support you, right, they can give you advice. At the end of the day, you've got to make that leap for yourself. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the more people you bring along with you. Um, so that that that's the hard part. We're just being honest. You know, I love that. That's a great takeaway. And probably one other session for us will be sometimes playing safe is the yeah. riskiest thing you can do. So I would say as you lean into courage and take, I'd say, measured risks, thoughtful mm-hmm. risks, risks that are following your giftedness and intuition, um, just know that whatever you think that safe option is, I can give you a million reasons why it ain't so safe. That's right. That's exactly right. Safety is an illusion. Yeah. (laughs) And do not let it bind you. Do not let it bind you. Yeah. Guys, you have been awesome. Uh, We love spending time with you. This is just easy for us. Um, we're sure that you're getting some things out of it. We hope so. Yeah, we, no, no, we're sure of it. We're sure of it because we're a boss, right? Um, but we we are sure of it because there's a lot, there's a hundred years worth of wisdom between the two of us. And so we appreciate you tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next time. It's no telling what we're going to talk about next time. We don't See even you. know, right? Thanks everybody. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intentional Power with Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. If this touched you in any way, we do want to ask you to like, subscribe, and share with your friends as our goal is to continue to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential.